Acts 2, 1 to 21. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as of fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And at this sound, the multitude came together and they were bewildered because each one was hearing them speak in his own language. And they were amazed and astonished saying, are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in his own native language? Parthians and Medes and Elamites and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabians. We hear them telling in our own tongues the mighty works of God. And all were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? But others, mocking, said, they are filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, lifted up his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and give ear to my words. For these people are not drunk, as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was uttered through the prophet Joel. And in the last days it shall be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even on my male servants and female servants, in those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the day of the Lord comes, the great and magnificent day. And it shall come to pass that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. This is the word of the Lord. The coming of Jesus changes the whole world. That's the message of Pentecost. God has always had a people. God never left himself without a witness. But the way God deals with the world radically changes after Christ accomplishes his saving work. The Holy Spirit has been poured out on God's people in a radical new way. In the Old Testament, Moses cried out in anguish, if only all of God's people could have this power from the Spirit of God. And now we do. And the first manifestation of this new power is speaking in many languages, breaking down the barriers between people groups and nations, sending out God's people into all the nations of the earth to make disciples 
of all nations. The speaking of many languages is not just about verbal proclamation. It is that, but it's much more. The story of Pentecost actually points back to the story of Babel in the Old Testament. Now, when I was in Sunday school, they taught us that at Babel, people were trying to make a tower so high they could get into heaven. That's not what the biblical story actually points to. Babel has a tower, but Babel is primarily a city. And the point of the story is not that they wanted to get into heaven, but that they wanted to build up their pride and arrogance and power here on earth. They wanted to rule this world without God. The starting point for that story is they invent a better brick. And because they have made a better brick, they say, we can build a better city. And our better city will put us in a position to lord it over everybody and have a name for ourselves. God knows that the fallen and sinful and dark race of humanity will use its own cultural progress, its technological, economic, political, artistic, and other progress to rebel against God, to build itself up against God. So at Babel, God puts a limit on our ability to build up our cities, our ability to do our work in our nations, in our cultures, in our daily lives, and build it up, because God knows that sinful humanity will use that against him to destroy ourselves through rebellion. But in the book of Revelation, we find that God does not end the story by abolishing this diversity of people groups that he has created at Babel. God does not simply melt the whole human race back into one people group. Quite the opposite. The book of Revelation emphasizes that in eternity, forever, this diversity of people groups will not be eradicated. It will be redeemed and used to glorify God. God will redeem not only our individual lives, but our status as people of many nations. Every tribe, tongue, and nation comes into the New Jerusalem. And particularly the description in Revelation 21 and 22 of the redeemed people that Jesus has come to call out for himself. It's not just individuals being saved. It's not even just the church being saved. Another description is the nations. It talks about the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. It says the nations will walk by the light of the Lord. It says the glory of the nations will be brought into the new Jerusalem. Nations, nations, nations. God intends to redeem this reality, which was created to accommodate our sin. But he's going to bring it about that it will glorify him. Now, in the Old Testament, God focuses on one special people who are set apart for himself. He builds up this one small isolated people group in order to hammer into their heads what kind of God he is and what he wants from them to build up uh, a knowledge tradition, a theological knowledge tradition, uh, a people who know what godliness is, even if they don't necessarily practice it very well. But the coming of Christ changes everything. The coming of Christ radically reorients the way God deals with his world through his people. And what that means is God deals with his own people differently. God builds his people differently. In the Old Testament, if you wanted to become a part of God's people, you had to abandon your identity as a member of another nation if you were in another nation. 
You had to change your language. You had to change your whole social context. You had to leave your home. You had to leave your geographic place. You had to leave your friends and family, your way of life, your political and economic systems. You had to abandon everything and start over again in a new people group because Jesus has not yet come. The power of the Holy Spirit has not yet sent the church out to all the nations. That's the significance of Pentecost. Because of Jesus, that's all over. Because of Jesus, God is dealing with his people in a new way. We have the power to follow Jesus and to build a godly way of life in every culture. Jesus has sent us out and poured out the Holy Spirit to make disciples of all nations because he intends to glorify himself by manifesting the holy love and the loving holiness of God in every nation to reclaim that cultural and national diversity for his own glory and for the love of his creation. He said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. And the great project of turning this upside down world right side up again has begun in the present age. It will not end until Jesus comes back. And we cannot complete the mission on our own. It will never be completed by our own power. But we are beginning the project today in the church. Because Jesus has come, because Jesus has lived a perfect life, died on the cross, risen again, and, and gone up to heaven and sent out the Holy Spirit to us, we are now in the process of bringing that future reality of many nations glorifying God in the church. And we do it not only through verbal proclamation, but by doing our cultural work in ways that glorify God. That points back to Babel. Language is the seat of culture, and by claiming all the languages, God is claiming all the cultures. God is saying, go work in your culture in ways that glorify me. Go do your daily work in ways that glorify me. Build a way of life as a member of your culture that glorifies me and shows the love of God and the holiness of God to all people throughout the world.